This is Bigger Pockets Daily, where you learn how to invest in real estate 365 days a year. I'm your host, Tyler. The following article comes from the blog at biggerpockets.com, but you can't read the blog when you're commuting to work or getting your Airbnb ready for your next guest. We know you've heard it before. Cash flow is getting very hard to find. There's always long distance investing, but you may be thinking, I don't have a team, enough experience, or the market knowledge to get in. That's where you're wrong. And it's also where Rent to Retirement comes in. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest out of state with confidence. They've got single family, multifamily, new build, and syndication opportunities across multiple markets. They even have bird deals with immediate equity. Rent to Retirement helps investors learn how to build a bulletproof business plan with the best investment and tax strategies around to help you reach financial freedom through real estate. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and systems already in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. Ugh. But now, with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with a tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my 9 to 5 job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve steadily.com. 
At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. New proposed tax plan seeks to eliminate 1031 exchanges by Lindsey Frankel. President Biden's proposed budget for the fiscal year 2024 seeks to promote expanded access and improved affordability in health care and education while cutting taxes for low-income families and shrinking the deficit. But the proposed funding comes from increasing taxes on wealthy families and eliminating an important tax break for real estate investors, which Republicans will likely reject outright. Depending on your politics, which we will not get into here, you might have different views on taxation. But most Americans agree there's an issue with the distribution of wealth in the U.S., and 84% of those think the government should raise taxes on the wealthy to solve the problem, according to Pew. Disparities have widened over the past three decades. The wealthiest 1% of families now hold 34% of the nation's wealth, up from 25% in 1989, I should say. Families in the 20th to 40th percentile of wealth distribution have seen their net worth decline 39% since 2007, while families in the top 20% have watched their net worth grow 13%. Lots of percents there, sorry. But it's possible that our progressive tax system may be the best tool available to solve the problem. Over the years, policy decisions have resulted in a decline in the effective tax rate paid by the wealthiest Americans, and the tax system has become less effective at mitigating income inequality. But changing the tax code to be less advantageous for the wealthy is a little more complicated than you might think. Biden's proposal may unintentionally harm middle-class families in the process. This is what research has shown us. So today's podcast is not a left or right or middle or libertarian whatever. It's not a political podcast. It's just a look at how this proposal to the tax code could affect real estate investors in particular. Let's take a look at raising taxes for the wealthy. So the proposed budget would increase taxes on wealthy Americans in several ways. For example, it would increase the capital gains tax rate from 20% to 39.6% for people earning at least a million dollars in any year. Increase the Obamacare tax rate from 3.8% to 5% for people with incomes of at least $400,000. Levy a minimum of 25% tax rate for the wealthiest 0.01% or households worth $100 million or more. Increase the tax rate on personal income from 37% to 39.6% for people who earn at least $400,000, reversing a previous tax cut. Place restrictions on the maximum contribution to Roth IRA accounts for people who earn at least $400,000. Removes the step-up in basis for inheritance at death. 
affecting unrealized capital gains greater than $5 million or $10 million for joint filers. It's important to note that while the effective tax rate for the top 1% has decreased since the 1970s, it's still more than eight times higher than the average effective tax rate for the bottom half of earners, according to the Tax Foundation. But since the federal government spent $1.38 trillion, with a T, more than it collected in revenue in 2022, yeah, kind of not surprising that policymakers are considering increasing tax rates for the wealthy, especially since wealth disparities were narrower in the years when high earners paid more. Research belies the claim that cutting taxes improves the economy and the government collects less revenue when tax rates are lower, so raising rates for at least some taxpayers might be essential. There are, however, some unintended consequences of raising capital gains taxes above the threshold. For example, homeowners who earn far less than a million bucks or even 400K annually may get stuck with a tax bill for selling a home in a hot market, where a $1 million home isn't a mansion, like, you know, it's a median-priced single-family home. In San Francisco, the median-priced home sits at $1.3 million, even after declining this past year. Even with the capital gains exclusion for primary residences, a homeowner who bought a property 20 years ago in what has become a hot market could potentially get dinged at the higher rate in the year they sell. That could make affording a similar home at today's high mortgage rates kind of difficult, to say the least, to achieve for people who need to move. It's unclear how many people will fall into this category, though, but it is worth questioning whether certain exceptions may be necessary and whether the capital gains tax increase is really the best way to accomplish the federal government's goals. For example, critics say an increase in the capital gains tax rate discourages saving. The Congressional Budget Office estimates that a tax on consumption, which would encourage saving, overspending, would have the greatest impact on shrinking the deficit but this would also disproportionately impact low-income earners. There's really no easy solution. You can find out more about what a consumption tax could look like and even get help for low-income earners. It's at fairtax.org, just if you want to dive in a little bit. It's kind of interesting. All right, now all of that brings us to the elimination of 1031 exchanges. Another aspect of the proposed budget is the elimination of 1031 like-kind exchanges for real estate investors, which have been around since 1921, over a hundred (laughs) years. Section 1031 of the tax code allows individuals to defer paying capital gains tax on an investment property by using the proceeds from the sale to purchase a similar property of equal or greater value. You know this. A fact sheet from the White House compares the tax benefit to an indefinite interest-free loan from the government and categorizes it as wasteful spending on special interests. (gasps) Not my words. So there seems to be a misconception that real estate investors are already wealthy and insatiably greedy (laughs) and that they avoid paying a fair tax rate while exploiting their tenants for more income. Yikes. Perhaps the framing of policy initiatives perpetuates the stereotype, but in the vast majority of cases, that's just patently false. The 1031 quote-unquote loophole 
doesn't exclusively benefit the wealthy. It benefits real estate investors from all walks of life. Mom-and-pop landlords own 41% of all rental properties and nearly 73% of all two- to four-unit buildings. Now, these are not people earning a million bucks. The estimated average annual income for landlords is 97K. Again, the key word there is average, not median. While real estate is often touted as the preferred investment vehicle for the ultra-wealthy, it's also a tool for everyday people, like you and me, to boost their retirement savings and save enough to send their kids to college. Small deals for inexpensive properties make up the majority of like-kind exchanges. Furthermore, Research shows there's nothing wasteful about the like-kind exchange tax break. It plays an important role in encouraging economic activity and revitalizing communities and added $97.4 billion in value to the U.S. GDP in 2021. Like-kind exchanges make investment more efficient, creating hundreds of thousands of new jobs. They also make it viable for investors to convert vacant commercial spaces into apartment buildings, something that's kind of important to encourage during today's housing shortage, don't you think? So the National Association of Realtors offers a few anecdotal examples of how 1031 exchanges have enabled investors to rejuvenate communities. You can see those examples in a link inside this article at biggerpockets.com. So critics say the removal of 1031 exchanges would reduce federal revenue exacerbate housing shortages and lead to a decline in housing quality for tenants since property owners would have less incentive to upgrade their units with new kitchens and bathrooms. Companies may also be discouraged from relocating to buildings that better meet the needs of the business and employees. While it is possible there could be a benefit to placing limitations on 1031 exchanges, eliminating them entirely would likely have adverse negative effects on the economy, research suggests. Okay, so the bottom line, again, we're not trying to play politics here. There's a strong argument for increasing tax on the wealthy to fund social programs. It may not be the only way to improve economic mobility, pull people out of poverty, and shrink the wealth gap, but it's a compelling solution. Even some notable billionaires have come out in support of the idea. Similar democracies in other countries do more to mitigate income inequality, experts say, while some U.S. tax policies make the problem worse. But in the process of reforming the tax system, policymakers need to be careful that proposed solutions do not unintentionally harm low-income and middle-class families and communities, or real estate investors who contribute to the economy in a positive way. That's today's show. We'll see you tomorrow. But in the meantime, check out the Bigger Pockets bookstore at biggerpockets.com/store. You can learn about flipping, rental properties, negotiating, note investing, burr, and more. Most titles are available as audiobooks too. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in 24 hours.